Hi there, and welcome to another edition of the 1% Better Podcast with your host, Rob O'Donoghue. Welcome to episode 42 of the 1% Better Podcast, and in this one I'm going to go solo. Why am I going solo in this one? So this week has been a bit of a mixed bag, was sick I think for a day or a day and a half, and last week wasn't feeling great either, so definitely threw me off my schedule a little bit. I got the flu jab two weeks ago. Uh, That didn't give me the flu. I think that is a complete myth. But uh, yeah, a bit of exhaustion, a bit of overtiredness and threw me off a little bit. So that had an impact on getting stuff done. Uh, I also had a couple of episodes lined up that I was going to go out with this week. But due to some timing challenges and just not being able to get a couple of bits and pieces tied up for the Friday Five and then for the full episode today I decided to push it out and go with this uh, solo run instead. Now for the next four weeks I have episodes lined up um, so that'll bring me from episode 43 to 46. I have number 47 and 48 all set to record in the next couple of weeks some two really good guests that I'm looking forward to talking with there and that leaves me with about between two and four more episodes that I would like to record before I wrap up season one uh, i hadn't really decided i'd do season one or, or kind of wrap it until recently so season one will go after 50 to 52 episodes and then take a bit of a break and then come back with uh, season two in the new year so that should be fun as i said i'm looking for a couple of final guests for the the last two episodes this week I uh, was delighted to get a follow back on Twitter from uh, Jarlis Regan. Many of you might know of Jarlis. His podcast, The Irishman Abroad, is certainly one of the most popular in Ireland and has great global reach, I, I believe, as well. He has some amazing guests. And uh, yeah, hopefully at some point in the future, I'll be able to uh, sit down with him and have a, have a chat. I've also been trying to hit up uh, Ellen DeGeneres on Twitter. So far, no luck making that connection. It'd be kind of cool. Um, yeah, she's only something like 60 million Twitter followers or maybe 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 90 million. But, uh, you know, you got to try and, and keep at these things. So, yeah, instead of having an idle weekend this weekend, I was thinking of doing a podcast uh, around productivity and things that I do that enables me to get stuff done. Yeah, when I was thinking about this, I was like, okay, am I in a position to do this? The whole idea of the imposter syndrome jumped up at me again. So this is something I actually read about recently. Other other podcasters have faced it, and I think it goes back to even when I started doing the podcast. Who the hell am I to be putting out a podcast about anything? That whole imposter syndrome, that has a name, a name for it. But yeah, I'm not letting that that hold me back. I'm sure it's something that we all kind of contend with from time to time and are figuring ourselves out and saying like, why should I do this or why should I do that? Don't don't let that hold you back. Uh, it's certainly not holding me back. And yeah, I do get a, a good lot of stuff done between my day job and, and this. So I said, yeah, let's why not put a little bit of effort in. I was writing an article around productivity. So I said, maybe I'll put it out here first. Some colleagues from time to time ask me about what do I do to get stuff done and how I go about it. I certainly 
have a couple of easy answers there that I'm not married. I don't have kids. And so that would give me a little bit more time to, to play with. And I probably suffer from a mild case of OCD uh, in that I like to be organized and prepared. So that maybe is working towards my advantage. But yeah, as I took time to sit back and reflect on what it was and what are the things I do, I said, let's uh, write it down and see where we go. And I've come up with a good long list, but for this podcast, I'm only going to give out 11 tips. And uh, I say tips as opposed to life hacks. Um, not fond of the hack word, although I might have used in the past myself. I've definitely come to believe there's no real shortcut to getting stuff done or, or any kind of short path to become successful in whatever way you want to look at that word successful. It's more approaches or techniques that you could apply. I will say all of them require discipline that you will need. And uh, yeah, you'll need to also create a habit by by doing it. And um, maybe once you start applying the discipline and uh, building that up and creating that habit on, on some or any or all of these, you might start finding uh, yourself getting more stuff done and i'm going to try and keep it to about 25 minutes and the reason being will come will become clear uh, as i step through the the 11 or so that uh, that i'm talking about get a pen and paper out if you so wish because i'm not going to put all this details in the show notes uh, i'm going to put it in an article and put it up on a blog at a later stage but uh, i said i'd talk it out first and then Get some feedback and see where we go from there. So let's get into the 1 to 11. I'm also trying to actually do this in relatively one take. So yeah, hopefully that goes well. Okay, so number one, it's nothing groundbreaking, but it is around setting goals. So if you don't have a goal, I think you're you're not really going to get somewhere. If you haven't a clear view of what you actually want to achieve... Uh, it's very difficult to to get there. And I think this completely ties into to being productive. So uh, through work, through experience, I've looked at different ways of setting goals. And the, the method around SMART goals, I believe, absolutely is essential. So SMART, if you haven't heard of what that means before, it's specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. So when you're setting a goal, whether it's something relatively short term or even long term try and make sure you're hitting all of those key points so for me as an example uh, last christmas i decided i'd do a podcast and i set a goal of a release date for the first episodes around the 10th of march which which i achieved so so i made the goal quite time bound uh, achievable measurable and quite specific and as I worked through it, as I get to another topic um, here, you'll, you'll figure out uh, how, how that became, I suppose, achievable. But that's important. So if you're thinking of something that you want to do, try and tie it into those five key points. Without it, you can probably go a bit aimlessly as well. And, and just on top of that, a couple of techniques when you are setting that goal and working towards it, I've used in the past is the idea of a 21-day challenge or a 30-day challenge. For for this year, I, did a, I tried to do 12 challenges in 12 months. Um, and each one of those was effectively a goal that I, I would do for, for that whole whole month or, or complete it by the end of the month. 
and that was the 30 day challenge i've done it through coaching 21 day challenges as well and it works uh, definitely gives you a bit of focus i've been putting together goals i think back since about 2000 uh, normally around christmas time i would look back on what i achieved or ticked off a list that year and what i plan to do in, in the year ahead and as i'm sitting here looking at the whiteboard in the, the office type place i'm in i have 2018 goals written up and yeah they're definitely scary but they're there and uh, now i need to start making a plan on how to to achieve them and, and that's my second point uh, my background is project management and that certainly helps when you're putting a, a goal out there you want to put a plan in place to do it again nothing groundbreaking i would imagine but uh, it's breaking down that goal into specific i suppose measurable and uh, achievable parts so if you're going to run a marathon if you're going to release a podcast if you're going to do whatever you typically would look at all the steps that you need to take all the tasks that you need to complete to actually get it done and and that takes a bit of planning so it's very easy to set the goal to achieve it is much harder and if you have a good detailed plan in place that will certainly help you might need to adjust the goal um, or when you plan to achieve it as you break down that plan you could say you want to yeah you want to do a marathon in march but you mightn't have started running uh, any distances yet so maybe it's your, your goal moves a little bit to to the summertime um when you realize your plan needs 180 days of of effort to go through so set the goal make the plan number two the third one i will talk about is and be probably ready for people's eyes to roll to heaven on this one but it is meditation so it is very true for me that with meditation i have become more productive and and the reasons why here is that it allows me to focus on one thing uh, a little bit better than certainly a lot better than in the past when i might have had 20 things rolling around in my head and working on one thing and then flipping to another or if you're in work and you have email and you're working on a, a document you're, you're flipping over and back for me practicing meditation in the morning certainly helps calm that madness down and coming out of it you then have a little bit more clarity as to excuse me what you want to do next and how much time you might spend on it it's the, there's a return on investment there's a there's a really good quote that i've butchered a few times but i looked it up there this is an old zen saying you should sit in meditation 20 minutes every day unless you're too busy then you should sit for an hour so it's that idea of return on investment from putting your time into the meditation you will get more time back over the course of the day and I absolutely firmly believe it. As I said, get up in the morning, normally have a clear head for the first 10 seconds before I get into the shower and then ideas and madness starts to kick into gear. After the shower, I would normally just sit for 15 to 20 minutes listening to a guided meditation of a Vipassana one and um, just go to YouTube. And for the first five or six minutes, I'm still racing. But as it goes, I start feeling things coming down a little bit and coming out of it, feel a little bit more relaxed and that certain things have prioritized themselves in your mind then you can start working on those in a little bit more focus actually that's what happened to me yesterday morning when i when i got up saturday morning uh, meditated for about 30 minutes 
And then this idea of doing a podcast around uh, productivity tips came to me. And then I spent 20 minutes writing on it and and then it, it kind of developed from there. So that kind of calmed me down and made me refocus and reprioritize. But meditation, number three, absolutely, it will help you be more productive if you get into the habit of doing that. So number four, and this one I took from a book called Deep Work. I've referenced it probably 10 times on the podcast over the last uh, nine months. Book from a guy called Cal Newport. And it's really all about experimenting with your work patterns or or how you actually get work done. And he's come up with three or four different types or, or time frames that you would actually get work done in. He talks about taking two or three weeks or months off. They're kind of typically going in monk mode, I think he calls it, where you would be focusing on one task. Very probably practical for folks that write books or, or movie scripts or, or something of that ilk. Other ones that are more applicable to what I do and what have been beneficial to me there's two techniques is kind of identifying a two to four hour block where you would focus on one specific task and for me that was very useful when I was doing a coaching diploma I would spend two to four hours uh, on an assignment to typically get into the assignment it would take me 15 20 30 minutes then I would have a good solid two hours three hours of productivity of writing of getting stuff on paper and then leave it there and I would come back to that maybe three or four times during the course of the the few weeks to do the assignment that worked really well to get those chunky pieces of content created now when I do articles I, I would use slots like that and you need those undistracted uh, really focused time frames of two to four hours to to do um real meaty work so that's a kind of a deep work technique that i would use and it works well for me less so on the the next tip that he gives out is around the 15 to 30 minute mark segment where you actually get stuff done now i'll talk on a more day-to-day basis in another tip in a few minutes but that is another angle that he would suggest take 15 to 30 minutes of undivided time to actually get segments of work done whether it's deep work or not i'm not i found it very difficult to get into doing an assignment effort in 15 to 30 minutes whereas i find day-to-day tasks that are one and done type things in that period of time much easier as i said i'll talk about that tip in a minute but it's just another angle that's experiment with different time frames that allow you to get stuff done would be would be another one how am i doing for time myself 15 or so minutes okay the next one number five is more tactical and it's it's a kind of a day-to-day type stuff so it's 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 creating lists it's creating lists even so back in 2005 i would say i started to use a simple excel sheet for day-to-day tasks i would label a column monday and tuesday wednesday thursday friday for the seven days and maybe collapse the weekend one because you probably do less in there and i would break it into work tasks and personal tasks obviously during the week they're they're much more of the work and, and less of the personal and i use this every day for i would effectively say 10 years and i, I still have a copy of it that it traces right back to, to 2005 and can see stuff that i i, I did um, and it worked really well the problem with it i found was it was on excel so i didn't always have access to that if i was walking down the street thinking of something i needed to do i couldn't um, easily put it into uh into excel on, on my phone or, or whatever so 
but it, it, it just got me so productive. I would look at every day. Uh, if I didn't get something done that day, I would move it to the potentially the next day or later in the week. If a new item came up that I knew I had to get done by a certain date, I would put it on that date rather than clutter too much on any one day. Yeah, that's a problem. Things can get very overwhelming if you have too many tasks on one specific day. It's really down to you then to kind of identify what you feel you need to get done in that day i can use color coding as well similar to project management if i have a task done that i need to get done that day i might color it red <clears throat> once it's done it will go blue and again you get into the habit of using it start small start basic and build it up over time about two or three years ago i started to use another tool that has allowed me to pretty much do everything i was doing on excel but uh, on the go and it's called trello uh, i do not work for trello or i'm not getting paid by trello to talk about uh, this tool i think they've been recently acquired by atlassian as well but it's very useful i have it on my phone i have it on my laptop and typically if i think of something i just go into the phone put it on put that task on one of the days and it's there and then I just manage and maintain it and you can move it to a closed column or archive it. Very useful to, very beneficial to get stuff done on a day-to-day -day basis. And uh, yeah, I would highly recommend looking at that one and just lists in general as a, as a to-do. Okay, number six is actually the opposite of a to-do list, but it's a not to-do list. So this is something I've been toying with for a while and something i've heard i can't remember where i heard it as well but sometimes we're doing too much and we're looking at stuff that isn't of use at all or stuff is coming at you in work or, or at home that you feel like what is the point in doing it they're the habits or behaviors maybe that you want to stop create a list of things that you do not want to do and put it on the list as these things come up and keep an eye on it and and obviously from time to time you might find yourself slipping back into these habits or unproductive techniques that you're using i would highly recommend using a not to do list and keeping track of the habits you want to stop or behaviors that you want to stop and again you can use trello for for that so you could have a a list side by side of what you want to do what you don't want to do and kind of move your tasks in either column as and when needed so yeah to, not to do list is something new it's it's beneficial and you can get a lot of time back from identifying the things you do not want to do and maybe google and check out not to do lists you'll hear a little bit more read a bit more about that there the next one number seven is one i started only about two or three months ago myself and it's actually one i think i'm getting the most value from and it's the pomodoro technique you may have heard of it if not just google it it um it basically gets you to focus your productive work in 25 minute segments and then take a five minute break that's why i'm trying to race through this one a little bit as well because i'm challenging myself to see if i can do the podcast in 25 minutes the pomodoro technique so i've recently started to look at my day-to-day -day tasks on trello and put 25 minute uh, markers beside each one which ones i can do in that time frame and then move away it really helps me laser focus in on getting a lot done in that duration like this podcast like writing content that i wanted to talk about in the podcast like editing like whatever and then leaving for five minutes and if you need to do another 25 minute segment of the same on the same topic do it you can you know you can do a second pomodoro there is a link called 
tomato-timer.com that allows you to run this little tomato timer on your browser and it'll do it for 25 minutes and it'll buzz after 25 minutes to remind you to stop i found this really really beneficial i'm getting a lot more done using it and uh, i would highly recommend it pomodoro technique okay number eight exercise for me this is massive i need to exercise pretty much every day for my brain and mentality as much as my physical body and by doing it i get some good ideas when i'm exercising i just feel more refreshed more energized Again, probably not a groundbreaker, but something I would say if you don't factor into your routine X amount of times per week, you will probably uh, suffer from not uh, getting more productive or not feeling energetic enough to do things. The next one ties very closely to exercise in a way, and it is around sleep. So nearly every guest I've talked to on the podcast have an approach to sleep or a specific amount of time they like to sleep for or they will not be productive. I couldn't agree more. I noticed that if I don't get at least eight hours, I can get very edgy, cranky, cantankerous, whatever you want to call it, the next day. And uh, it seems to be a similar pattern for, for everyone. What I do now is also keep a journal. Uh, so at night I might write about the day and reflect back and see how much hours I got of sleep the night before I use a sleep app on the phone to see how many hours I, I typically get. And I would recommend trying that to see if there is a correlation between how your day went and how much hours of sleep you got the night before over a period of two or three weeks if there's a pattern be interesting to see but for me to be productive you need to exercise and you also need to sleep a, a nice amount and again it's not always possible but try and uh, square away those hours sleep certainly falls into the next category but the next one is around routine and identifying maybe when you're most likely to be productive is it am or pm so for me the sleep challenge was i was probably going to bed too late getting up maybe not early enough and over the last few years i realized that i'm much better really early in the morning when the rest of the world is asleep to get stuff done what i noticed was i'd come home maybe watch some friends on tv and see this episode for the 25th time and then the next morning found it hard to get up early to do my meditation and then I'd feel like I'm behind the the eight ball for the day and chasing my tail so went to bed earlier stopped watching friends turned off the tv got up that hour hour and a half earlier get the 20 30 minute meditation in maybe get exercise in some days I can get two hours of productive podcast type stuff personal development stuff done reading before the day even starts and that is really positive in that it gets me off to a really good off off on a good footing and yeah it's been you know certainly beneficial the pomodoro buzzing is going off in my ear so i'm, I'm nearly there uh, i'm gonna break it that was number 10 so go back to routine get up early find a time that works best for you and get stuff done in that time frame maybe just be conscious of where you're wasting time on a day-to-day basis to try and win some of that time back to be more productive the last one i am touching on is around making decisions and making them quickly so for me this is a big challenge i'm i was recently on a course and they were talking about personality types um, carl Jung's insight discovery was talked about and that's the red blue yellow and green types and from from discussing that and looking at it i think i've done it in the past but i think i'm a green and greens are typically 
on the scale of introvert and feelers so they're the ones that maybe take a long time to make a decision i would probably put myself into that category um but i'm getting better at it and what sticks out for me is once a green makes a decision they're very committed to it and they stick with it and i would certainly reflect on myself and say yeah that's kind of what i'm good at it might take me a long time to to commit but once i'm there i'm there and the the, the saying that one of my guests uh, john Kerry, had said uh, way back in one of the earlier podcasts was freedom through commitment and that sticks with me so make decisions sooner rather than later you know it might be the wrong one but you'll learn something from that quite quickly rather than procrastinating slowing you down not getting productive getting stuff done for me this is what i'm working on on a day-to-day basis and even deciding to do this podcast that was something that might have been rolling around my head for a while i just said like just do it put it out there hopefully some people will get something out of it and that's the 11 that i've flown through it was so good to do it it helped me kind of crystallize it i realized there's a few things that i probably didn't touch on but i'd love to hear if any of these resonated with you which ones actually did i would i would imagine the pomodoro one might be something new to people it was new enough to me but it's very useful all i would say is go back to what i said at the start to to kind of get productive to apply some of these will take a little bit little bit of discipline and and maybe build new habits but i think it will massively make a, a difference um over time i have another maybe nine or ten items on a list that uh I might hold back for another podcast further down the road, depending on you know, depending on the reaction from this one. But as always, I'd love to hear back. And if you found this beneficial, it takes time for me to put all this together. And I would love you to take a few seconds of your time to to like it, to share it out with others. If you know somebody in your family, in your friends group that maybe struggles with getting stuff done, making decisions. Uh, maybe share it with them or let them have a listen to it and if you like this kind of solo type one i'd absolutely do more Uh, as i said the imposter syndrome can sometimes take over but i didn't let it win this one i would love to do a q a type podcast at one point in the future certainly podcasters that have in the hundreds of thousands and millions of followers or listeners do those from time to time i am certainly not in that bucket yet but hopefully over time it'll grow and with your help you can uh, help me get there by by sharing it out with folks so maybe that's something i can do towards the end of the year but that would again depend on questions that you guys would send in and ask me to cover off to talk about to research or to answer it all really depends on the listeners the good people that listen in so so yeah hopefully you enjoyed the the 11 steps or tips to be more productive thanks so much i hope that was useful and have a great and enjoyable and productive week cheers bye okay just before you go so number one the newsletter i'd love if you signed up i have over a thousand signups you'll get a note just before an episode is released every week and if you don't like it just unsubscribe it's on the site click on the home page and you can sign up from there number two The podcast is growing. Listeners are going up and up and I'd like to continue to do so. So would you be interested in supporting what I do? No obligations, but I've set up a Patreon page, which uh, is something a lot of podcasters are doing and other artists, I say loosely, and you can support it by donating for per episode or, or just in general. That would help me improve marketing, improve 
everything I guess I'm doing and try and maybe even get to the point where I can get a guest or two on and pay them for their time. So that would be great. If you think there's some value in listening to the show, maybe you'd like to, instead of buying that seventh cup of coffee during the week, you could donate the two or three euros to the show. Totally up to yourself. If you've got richer by the 1% Better podcast, maybe you could donate and help it grow. And how do you do so? You just go to the support page on the website, click on support, you'll see the Patreon image, click there, and it's pretty straightforward after that. Okay, that's that. What is your story? What are you getting from the show, if anything? Send me a note. Email me about that. I would love to read out your story, be it anonymous or whatever, if you want your name read out. And uh, that'll hopefully help others get something from it as well. So that's really the the value the show is bringing. You can get in touch through email. It's at rob at robofthegreen.ie, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at robofthegreen. I'm on LinkedIn under my own Rob O'Donoghue name. Persistence is key with this. In the last few weeks, I have increased numbers, and that's just through marketing, through pushing things a little bit more. I'm going to keep doing that and get it out there. More people are hearing it. I'm gone over two minutes. I know that. If you have any ideas for guests that you'd like me to interview, I'm all ears. Get in touch. And finally, thank you so much for listening and telling people about it and liking it and sharing it it's so nice to get a an email from somebody i don't know and they tell me that they've got something from the show makes it all worthwhile i'm going to keep doing it i'm enjoying it and i'm going to say good luck thank you bye